Welcome to the inner room, a space where we ponder the inner movements of our heart to find God by finding examples and instructions in daily scripture readings. The emotions in our hearts can help us or hinder us in our spiritual journey. Open your heart, explore your emotions, and align thoughts and emotions with God's plans for you. When we learn to feel and align our emotions, we advance in our prayer life by loving more deeply, remaining in peace more often, and finding courage for the journey of life. My name is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and a big shout out to my son Marco Niño, producer of this podcast. Sit back or walk with us. You are most welcome here. Happy Easter. This story in the Acts of the Apostles is so juicy that I hope that you are soaking in it during these 40 days. If we look at the story in Acts 2 where Peter on the day of Pentecost has been talking to the Jewish people very boldly, we hear the continuation that says, let the whole house of Israel know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ. Lord and Christ. That divinity, that humanity of our Lord Jesus Christ that, that has puzzled the world. Who is this Jesus? He wasn't understood. He was on the edges of society, questioning, opening up minds and hearts, guiding minds and hearts of the time in such a way that 2,000 years later, we are still having our hearts and mind aligned by our, by our Lord. People are listening and they were cut to the heart, the people that had screamed, crucify him, friends, are now listening to Peter and they're cut to the heart. Who amongst your family members, your co-workers, your neighbors, your friends, needs to hear the words of salvation that Jesus has risen? In what way do we have to speak boldly like Peter so that others can be cut to the heart and they say, what are we to do, my brothers? They're asking Peter and the apostles, as we pray for the prodigals to come home, as we pray for those in our family that do not know Jesus to come back, Peter tells us, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is made to everyone that the Lord will call. We're asking that the Lord call our friends and our family members, that he call those that are most hardened sinners so that they can turn around for the glory of God. And we find Peter testifying and exhorting and sharing his arguments. He's appealing to the heart, to the mind, to the spirit so that we can continue that mission. Having seen his transformation in the Acts of the Apostles, we find in Peter a friend that can assist us today, a sibling in the faith that can assist us today. The church gives us what we find in this story is that 3,000 persons accepted the message and were baptized. Friends, pray with me. Holy Spirit, come, come with the same passion, with the same boldness, with the same authority that was given to Peter so that we can continue spreading the message. Friends, I have been praying ardently for my students. I have been praying for legions of angels from heaven to come and assist them in their ways, to clarify their minds, to solidify the desire to 
Say yes to Jesus. I will follow. I will follow you, Jesus. What psalm do we have today? Psalm 33. The, the earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Let's pay attention to that no matter where we are. In the hardship of a presentation we have to complete. In lack of funds to pay the bills for the month. In preparing a great birthday party for someone that we are just delighted. In waiting for a response to go to the prom. Whatever it is that the Lord has right now in your life, He wants to be in the midst of it and He wants to be there walking because the earth is full of the goodness of the Lord and He wants to be there walking with us. The psalm says, See, the eyes of the Lord are upon those who fear Him, upon those who hope for His kindness, to deliver them from death and preserve them in spite of famine. And our soul awaits for the Lord, who is our help and our shield. Friends, whatever the battle is, the Lord is our shield. Whatever the celebration is, the Lord is our song. Whatever the moment of quiet and silence it is, the Lord is that awesome, awe-inspiring, glorious presence in which we can rest. We continue in John chapter 20. And Mary Magdalene is still the main character, and I love her, so you know that I about me. I love Mary Magdalene. She, we find her today weeping outside the tomb, and she's bent over the tomb, and she sees two angels in white sitting there, one at the head, one at the feet where Jesus had been. Let's pay attention to that image right now. Where are we staying outside? What is making you cry right now? Is something going with a friend, with your child, with your husband, with your wife, with your your parents or your siblings? Where you're staying outside of the tomb of some event happening in your life that seems unsurmountable like a death and you're weeping, bent over. Angelic help is always around us, waiting for us to engage with the divine. And in this case, one sitting at the head and the other at the feet of the body of Jesus' presence, they speak to the woman and ask her, why are you weeping? We hear the word weeping wept three times pretty much in a row because the Bible is clear that grief is going to be part of our life. She says, they've taken my Lord. She answers simply. Can you answer simply with the truth of why you're weeping in your life if you are right now? She turns and sees Jesus but doesn't recognize him. Friends, that's that's us, right? We walk with the Lord for a while and then something happens. We are weeping somewhere and those tears veil our eyes and the Lord is standing right in front of us and we do not see him. The Lord asks uses the word weeping as well, fourth time. Why are you weeping? Why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? And she is so lost in her own grief that she thinks she's the gardener. And she says, if you've taken him, tell me where I will take him. She wants to take the dead body of the Lord. How is she going to carry him? She can't, right? She's in an illogical place. She doesn't recognize the Lord. Grief has taken over her heart. And she turns 
and calls her by name, Mary. She turns and says, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus says, stop holding on to me, for I have not ascended to the Father. We can imagine she went right for the feet of the Lord. Tell my brothers that I'm going to my Father and to your Father, to my God and your God. Mary went and announced to the disciples, I've seen the Lord and reported what he had told her. Just that story, friends, we could stay on it for an hour. The depth of the story between heaven and earth, the angels asking, why are you weeping? And Mary weeping and Jesus saying, why are you weeping? All of these tears. What are we learning if we are in the midst of tears in this passage? That the Lord is with us and that the Lord is going to call us by name and that we can respond to him, teacher, teach us. A few times in the Bible, we hear the original words for impact so that we can hear it in our hearts that the Lord is speaking to us just the way that he was speaking to Mary in this passage. Let us go to the throne, Father Almighty. Your son went to you, his father and our father. Thank you. Who are we to deserve to call you father? Thank you. We praise you, we glorify you, we adore you. We ask that you help us in our midst, in whatever emotion we are feeling, but especially we pray for those that are in the midst of grief. And we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the Inner Room Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today.